0: Hey everyone, this is Trauma Drama, and we are your hosts Kaylee and Nick, and this is where we discuss surviving adulthood. We can probably agree that we're all pretty fucked up and that it affects us every day whether we know it or not.
1: I used to think that wasn't me, but if you come from a family, live in our society, go to school, experience love, sex, and friendships, then you're in the right place. Kay and I are going to break down everyday life and problems that come from managing your drama post-trauma. Let's fucking do it.
0: Welcome back, everybody, to Trauma Drama. How is it going? That is Nick, and I'm still Kaylee, and we are here for a special Christmas episode. So yes, I'm excited. It's Christmas Merry Christmas! Eve. Merry Christmas, Nick. Happy holidays. <laughs> happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa. Yeah, we have That's to be inclusive. Nice... Kwanzaa's not this time of year, is it? I, I, I don't
1: know. even know what Kwanzaa is.
0: Okay, I know for sure Hanukkah is this time of year. So happy Hanukkah.
1: Yeah, Hanukkah, eight days of Christmas.
0: <laughs> yes. It's
1: <There's> probably more <laughs> to that holiday. <laughs>
0: Nick and I are both under the influence as we start this episode, yes. so it's going to be a really fun, <laughs> really yes. fun recording. I'm having um, a mimosa yeah, on un- Christmas
1: Eve. Unfortunately, I do work, so I have to stay a little bit leveled. But we're sure. gonna. I know. Okay, let's just start it on today's episode <laughs> of Trauma Drama. We're gonna start with sweet and sour's, and our main topic today is just going to be a Christmas special. We don't really have much planned. We're just going to talk about what's going on in our own lives and maybe some stressors. I mean, I'm stressed. I'm mm-hmm. sure you're stressed. So. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to finish with a surprise topic brought to you by Kaylee. So Ooh. we know what our suite is going to be. We're going to talk about Spider-Man because, I mean, oh my God, best movie ever made. I don't know. And I, say I,
0: I was going to say, spoiler alert, oh, do yeah. not listen <laughs> to this segment if you have not seen it yet. I'm, I'm going to
1: ruin the movie for you.
0: If you have not seen it and you're listening to this segment, I don't want you to do anything else other than get on your fucking phone, purchase yeah. a ticket. Go see the movie. I don't Uh care if you're not a Marvel fan. I don't care if you're not an action movie fan. Like, it is the best movie I think of all time.
1: The emotional strings that were struck for me in this movie were insane. I had to take it. We were going to record this episode last night, but Mm -hmm. I had to take the night off because I was too emotionally raw (laughs) from seeing Spider-Man. It
0: was like a fucking
1: counseling session.
0: It's true. And it just so happens that yesterday, I had seen it for the second time. Yes. And... I went at 10:40 a.m. and I had popcorn. I had popcorn for breakfast. Oh my gosh! Spider Man again, and it was amazing. I love Um, it. Yeah, the first time I saw it, I went to I saw it on my birthday. That was all I wanted to do for my birthday Mm -hmm. was go um, and see the movie in a theater where you can like order dinner and like order drinks and stuff. So I had a few margaritas, a a burger. It was amazing. That's Um, awesome. It was exactly how I wanted it to be, but did, if I would have known that it would have been the emotional roller coaster that it was, Mm. I wouldn't have burdened it with any sort of food or like any other activity other than like just watching it.
1: Yeah. I'm, I definitely felt that like a little bit, like halfway through, I, I obviously was high while I was watching it and it was incredible. (laughs) It made the whole experience better, but I definitely had to stop eating and just like and then I was like, like okay, just, I need they're... to watch like a YouTube recap of this yes. cuz the, the parallels that were happening, I couldn't keep up with them. I was like, oh my god, this happened. Oh my god, this happened. Oh my god, this happened. It was
0: It's like it is cinematic gold. And I think the the best part for me is the comedy. Like yeah. they did such a good job of mixing <laughs> in the comedy with like it was like tearjerker comedy, tearjerker uh-huh. comedy, tearjerker comedy comedy mixed in with the tearjerker yeah. action mixed in with comedy. Yeah. Oh my and god. Yeah. And it was but it was so, it was
1: so funny. Mm-hmm. I was it, like hysterically stupid, laughing. I know, me too. Who's scene, your favorite
0: character? I think I can guess.
1: I think that no, the grandma was the fav- My favorite character <laughs> in the house when she's Dad's like grandma. Yeah, it was so funny.
0: Can you just get the cobwebs while you're up there? Yeah, like, <laughs>
1: sure. I there it was. I also thought like just the way they opened it. If yeah. this was real, that's exactly what would happen.
0: Absolutely. Anybody
1: who knew who Peter Parker was like would have rushed over to his house been blowing yep. up his phone like oh yep. my god you're Spider-Man like yep. they did it perfectly and then MJ yep. was amazing oh my as god. well
0: oh my god absolutely phenomenal i, th- I my favorite character was ned
1: ned like, was awesome
0: because i think if i was ever in an action movie i wouldn't be the hero I uh-uh. wouldn't be the, i wouldn't be the like <laughs> girl i wouldn't be like the one yeah. you know but but i would be the comedic nerdy yeah best friend. like that- i was
1: bummed that the way they ended it because i was I excited that he was because he had that Ned magic, had magic.
0: i know, so I, know. Cool.
1: <laughs> I was so happy they added that i was like that's perfect
0: literally in because he it was about time for him to yeah. shine you know yeah like, he's he's an amazing character but when they showed that he had magic, and my favorite part was when they were doing all the action scene and he couldn't close the door. Yeah. <laughs> just, and they were just that, yeah, fucking it's perfect. struggling with it. I know That is so
1: I, literally realistic. It's, it's, it's I, so funny. The, the humor it, was so dry.
0: and it was, it was so good. When they were all... So, again, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Stop listening, stop listening. No, stop
1: listening. We're going to ruin but it.
0: But when they, all three Spider-Mans, were at the Statue of Liberty and they were talking about Tobey Maguire's webs and they were yeah like, it only comes out of your wrists it yeah come out of
1: anywhere
0: else <laughs> <laughs> it was oh, amazing so
1: marvel so marvel said this is why yeah. marvel's so good they were like hey uh-huh. what do you guys want to see and we're like can we have all three spider-mans in one movie
0: yeah done and it Amate, was like, like
1: i don't even know how much toby Maguire made yeah. off that movie but i'm sure it was a lot
0: and um, just, like they did Andrew Garfield's character so good because of course he's like the whiniest and the uh-huh. whoopiest side man, yeah. and like of and course he's third place. Of yeah, course, he's third. You know, like, uh uh-huh. Genius. And when and Toby
1: gets stabbed, and yeah. he's like, you're in a lot of pain, aren't you? Yeah, it's so bad. It's just Like that's so perfect. He's old. They have to stretch. They're like, yeah, no, my back. And is he cracks like, his. Back. Yeah. So
0: it was, they good. brought such an amazing but,
1: human element into the movie that I don't think yeah. has been done in other superhero movies yet.
0: Absolutely. The only other
1: one might be Thor, Ragnarok, and Infinity War.
0: Which I think, in that chronological order, are the best Marvel movies. I agree. Spider Man, No Way Home, Thor, Ragnarok, and Infinity Wars. I couldn't agree more. And, well, Guardians of the Galaxy is up there because that Guardians brought a lot of comedy.
1: Yeah, Guardians did. They changed. Guardians was like, because you remember the first Thor, even Mm -hmm. the second Thor, very serious, very like, another. Mm -hmm like very out of this world and then after guardians of the galaxy ragnarok came out and thor was this funny well he's friends from work like totally fine you're a ghost
0: right now i think i might
1: be oh my god i'm gonna watch your death on live right now Bye bye. (laughs) Bye -bye. Uh,
0: no there's i think somebody in the bathroom i'm just i'm not in my house big surprise everybody um and i'll talk about that as we get into our christmas special talk but I know, um, any other I things know. we want to say about Spider Man? Yeah, 100%. we could spend
1: this whole episode talking about it, but we're not a movie podcast. We're not so a movie
0: podcast.
1: The one thing I want to I want to like praise the movie is how complex that storyline was, and yeah. I think they executed it phenomenally.
0: Fucking nailed it. I when the only
1: were... the only complaint I had was that Ned might not have magic because Ned, he's not going to remember it. Well, that would, that bummed me out a little bit.
0: Here's my prediction. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Here's my prediction mm-hmm. for the next movie. My prediction is that. Um uh oh my god Spider-Man what the fuck uh Tom Holland want, uh-huh. Tom Holland is going to live in that like you know yeah. and he's going to live in that shitty apartment and did that shitty apartment not look exactly like wires OG apartment And did
1: you hear the hey rent's due at the first of the month? Yes they like they th- Don't they be gave late. us every like, bone so good. that we wanted
0: and so I think he's going to stay in that shitty apartment and he's going to be the neighborhood Spider-Man for one year. He's going to take a gap year and then get back into MIT. He's going to go see MJ and Ned at, M- at MIT and then figure out a way to like re- make them remember and one of them is going to be showing Ned that he has magic.
1: Gotcha. That's okay. My That's my I like theory. that and then- I hope I hope that works cuz they could stretch this out like three more movies like oh at least they, they could do yeah. your your year gap the two solo sp- mm. true spider-man movies almost like a toby Maguire spider-man mm-hmm. right out of the apartment swings out and the suit did you see the OG suit?
0: back to yeah, blue yeah back to
1: the OG suit and the the blue was the color of Andrew Garfield's suit
0: absolutely and
1: the eyes were Andrew Garfield's yep. eyes so yep. I really thought they did a good job of kind of like and the yeah. hug at the end between everybody. I was so like, they almost didn't. I was like, please hug. I want to hug you guys right now. Yeah. And they I know. And,
0: was like, it was and they said, they're like, we know, like, it's what we do. Yeah. We do it. Like, we know. We're you. We, oh. Yeah, we know. <coughs> You're, and it was
1: like they passed the mantle. It was fucking yeah. incredible. I
0: can't even talk about it. And I, I do, was worried I
1: before, like, I was worried how much Doctor Strange would have because I didn't mm. want it to feel like an Avenger team up movie. Mm. So I thought they did that really well too. They kind of shit him off for most of the movie, which was like good. Yeah. I don't really want him to take the like the stage. I want it to be about Spider-Man. I
0: remember when Tom Holland said not to brag but I was in the Avengers, and they were like, "What is that? That's cool. Is that a? Ba- are you in a band? Is that? Yeah, a are you in a band? That was <laughs> hilarious.
1: No, the jokes. We should uh, we should do a live stream of the we movie. <laughs> we oh, it's
0: so cool Okay, uh, I you have to move on. I, I know. Right I can talk about
1: it for hours. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you want to go with your your sour?
0: I do. I want to add one more sweet. Um, last week was my birthday, which was really exciting. Or this week. What's today? Literally my uh, birthday is a few days today's ago. Today's
1: Christmas Eve.
0: Thank you. It's Friday <laughs> though, huh? No. It's Friday, yeah. Yeah, my birthday was on Tuesday. And, oh, happy birthday. Um, a thank you, nest.
1: I thought your birthday was on, sorry. I thought your birthday was on oh, Christmas for some reason.
0: Four days before Christmas. So I Six-y. got to have Definitely. a weekend away with my humans, which felt really exciting. I got my septum pierced, which feels Mm. even more exciting. Yes, Um, I was saying off air to Nick earlier that I look like the most unapproachable and (laughs) coolest version of myself, and that's all I've been wanting to live. I also
1: mentioned with your flannel, you look like you're from Yellowstone right now.
0: And then I said, it's okay to say that I look like I'm a lesbian from Yellowstone. (laughs) Like, that's allowed. Yeah, I didn't Um, It's okay. Thank you. Um, But yes, I would say my sour has been work, which is like of course the usual sour but I went from having like a weekend away with my lovers to then going back to work Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday which was fucking uh, horrible. Yeah. And I just had so much stuff to do because we were closing and it was just a hard few days. And then um, on Wednesday night I came up to my human's house in Denver. So I'm here at their house and then today I will get into what we're doing for the next few days and what we're doing yeah, after that. But I think like my sour is like that work smush in the middle Yeah, of all, the fun,
1: all the fun times. So. That sucks. Yeah. My, my, my side is also work. Um, mm. There was a COVID scare in my work. So before I go into the story, I am, I don't have COVID. So, Woo. Um, but I felt like achy one day and uh, yeah. all my managers called out sick. No one told us why. So one of my managers was there that shift because um, I have three and I go up there. I'm like, Hey, I'm feeling a little achy. I don't feel very good. What are the mm. managers sick with? So I can kind of watch out for the symptoms and she was she wouldn't tell me and then I kinda pushed it a little harder and she's like, They have COVID. And I was like, Why didn't you tell anybody? So, very long Let's story short, see. everybody found out and all my coworkers were extremely mad at our managers for not telling us. And then I got sent home because I was achy and then now there's a COVID outbreak and I was almost I almost got in like trouble for coming in and I was like, Jeez. there's other stuff still out there. Like I could just have yeah. a cold. I didn't know there was a chance I had COVID. I didn't know, you know.
0: Right, right.
1: So it was just really, really annoying. Like, why wouldn't they tell us? Like, everybody's seeing their family right now, and you're mm. not going to tell us that we might be bringing COVID home to our 90-year-old grandma? Like, come on.
0: Seems illegal. Seems, like, S- so fucked up.
1: Seems kind of sus, yeah.
0: Ugh, I'm so sorry. That sucks. I'm glad you don't have COVID, and I am I hope that your, like, illness or sickness is on the up. I'm sorry. Thanks.
1: Yeah, I had some phlegm today, Um, so I'm probably, like, three more days, and then I'll be fine. Good. It's usually what runs bad. its course. Yeah. But that's it. That's my sour.
0: Cool.
1: I, I already said sweet, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It was We're, ready. <laughs> We're
0: ready for our main. Our yeah.
1: Members. So our main is again, just our Christmas special. So uh, I work. Uh, Yay. It's going to be a fuck fest at my restaurant, but it's going to be fun. And you work
0: today it, and tomorrow.
1: I work tonight and tomorrow night. Yeah.
0: Jeez. So
1: tomorrow I'll be spending like the morning maybe with Kayla's family. Because the kids all, you know, Santa still comes and brings them gifts. So we might do that depending on how late I get off tonight. Cool. Yeah. Ugh. That's a wrap for my I'm Christmas. sorry. <laughs> that is a wrap.
0: <laughs> I think Um. I've been saying a lot to my partners that I have had all of these like icky, weird things that I haven't necessarily wanted to do, but that I have been doing the whole month of December and it feels really nice that after like this this weekend with my partners in this little cabin and then my birthday and then this week is finally like all the things that I want to do so definitely like all the things that I've been waiting to do which feels really exciting so um yesterday it was really fun because we went out on the town for like some drinks and just like walked around we went to a tapas bar which was really fun a what a tapas bar
1: how does that work
0: not a topless bar? Is that what you Oh, you're uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> Is that not what you said? <laughs> no.
0: Okay. T-A-P-A-S. Tapas. Tapas. It's, it's a restaurant that only serves like a bunch of appetizers, basically.
1: Wow. That's really yeah. cool.
0: It's very cool. I, I love like your, appetizers. I know. You should go to a tapas bar or a topless bar. That could be fun too. I
1: think a topless bar would be awesome, but I was trying to wrap my head around oh. people being topless in Colorado during winter.
0: What about topless tapas?
1: Ooh, yeah, because no one's going to sit down and eat, like, you know, a filet mignon with their titties Uh, out.
0: That's what I'm saying. That'd be really fun. I think we just created a million-dollar idea. Yes. Um, (laughs) No, you should. There's there's some really, really great tapas bars in Denver, but I don't know about in San Diego. I've never
1: heard of them.
0: Oh, you should look them up. They're amazing. But, yeah, we did that yesterday. And then today I made my famous egg bake, as Mm. I do for Christmas or holiday times. And it's in the oven right now, so I haven't had a chance to have it, but I'm very excited about it. And then me and my partners and then their roommate, we're all going to go out and go shopping and like visit some breweries and just yeah. gonna be out and about for the day, which is going to feel cool. And then tonight, uh, my partners have a friend in town that wants to have folks over for dinner and then go to like the bars after that. And then tomorrow I fly to the Bay Area oh. to visit Alana and Steven and the YX, so For those who don't know, one of my, my, my best friend from college, uh, her family lives in the Bay and they're like one of my chosen families. They're one of my most supportive and wonderful like surrogate families. Yeah. And so I'm going to go and be with them for, from Christmas day until I think like the 28th or 29th, 28th. Um, and then I come back and on the 29th I get a tattoo, which is exciting. Wow. So.
1: Very exciting. I don't know you're going, going to on. see Alana.
0: Yeah. I'm really, really stoked. I, <laughs> she was telling me yesterday, she's like, my parents have been asking me every single day when you'll be here. And I tell them every <laughs> single day, it's the same answer. She'll yeah. get in on four o'clock in the afternoon on Christmas <laughs> day. Um, but it's cool cause I'm going to see all of our friends that we visit in Mexico. Yeah. I'm gonna see all the hum- I haven't been to the Bay in forever. I'm going to see... Alana's goddaughter, Anaya, who I haven't seen in forever, so it's gonna be really, really, really amazing. And I'm, I'm definitely worried about COVID, but I'm the most vaccinated that we can get. I got boosted over two weeks ago, so, um, and I got the flu shot, and so I'm, you know, I'll try to be as safe as possible. But
1: yeah, no, I respect that.
0: Yeah, I'm really, really stoked to go to go and visit. I was, I have been getting a lot of shit though from my family blood family about not coming to see them in san diego for christmas yeah and, i bet and uh, that feels really really hard and um but some of the language that i've been saying is like i'm sorry that i chose to do something different
1: yeah i like <laughs> not
0: that. that i'm sorry that i'm not coming because i made a choice to do something different like uh-huh. i'm sorry you're affected because i chose to do a different thing but being with Alana and being with Alana's family is like one of the only spaces probably next to your and Kayla's house yeah that wouldn't bring me stress or like yeah. you know wouldn't bring me this like burden of any emotional labor really so
1: no it's really cool and it reminds me of yeah. this TikTok I saw and I sent it to Kayla and it was like the new rich like mm. we cherish these experiences and time spent we're not about working and yeah. It kind of, that's what your sour sounded like, you know, you yeah. had an amazing time and then you had to go to work and then you had an uh-huh. amazing time. And it's like, I, I hope that I can find balance in my new career where I want to, like every day I want to spend time doing stuff I want to do. Like it's really yeah. important to me and before it yeah. wasn't, but so I totally can feel with that. I'm so happy you get to go see um, Alana. Jealous.
0: I know. I'm stoked. I literally told Kayla, I said, you'll come up, you'll drive up. And <laughs> she said,
1: Fuck no. After Palm Palm Springs drive.
0: Right? right? A
1: two hour drive. God
0: damn it. Come on. It's
1: just like another bop on up. Yeah. It's not that bad.
0: Yeah. See you there. See you in the bay.
1: That's good. Um, I I haven't really talked to my parents at all about anything. Like mm. I'm just like, yeah, I'm not going to anything. I work. And like, so last year or two years ago when I was at the restaurant as well, I would have like, I wouldn't have been able to record today. I'd be seeing as much family as I can before I go to work. And then tomorrow, I'd be seeing as much family as I can before I go to work. But mm. now I'm just like, no, I I need that whole day to myself to charge up to go to work. Yeah, so absolutely. They've been all kind and, of cool about it, though.
0: Mm. I think and it helps that think-
1: I'm not choosing someone else yes. over them. I have to go to work.
0: Yes, absolutely. And I think that's something that's been such a great tool for me is not only work, but like Living in a different state has been an amazing tool to be like, nope, sorry, I'm not yeah. going to be there. Like, nope, sorry, got to do something else. Or like, nope, sorry, I'm not, I'm not coming in. And yeah. um, that has felt like a really great sort of distance. And, you know, I had to work up until Wednesday. So mm-hmm. it was very much like, I can't get away from work to be in town. And like, all I can do it is be there worth on it on Christmas day or the day after. And, yeah. You know, that has felt really, like, relieving. Like, I, even I, I hear myself, like, taking deep yeah. breaths and being like, ugh, thank you. Let God. me
1: fly in,
0: yeah. spend one
1: day with you all, and then rush back home. It's like, that sounds terrible.
0: And spend a day where I'm filled with, like, a trauma response and yeah. stress. And, like, oh, my God, that seems so, so hard. And I think I also want to, like, for any of our listeners that are managing any trauma or seeing any family in a tough way, like, I'm sending you a lot of strength because I, I think it took... Nick and I many 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 years to build this boundary with families to be able to feel like we could actively and safely be away from family during yeah. the holidays. Um, and so I don't want to I don't want to brush that off as like an easy thing that we do, right? No, Nick? Like yeah, It's, yeah, it's you're definitely right. a lot of fucking work. It's definitely a really really hard place to get to. And I mean, I just it take takes home. almost
1: like yeah, it takes like conditioning almost. I feel yeah. like I conditioned my family. No one even invited me to anything this year
0: mm.
1: it's mm. like they're like if he wants to come mm. he'll come and it's like thank you that's
0: fucking cool yeah and that guess what i did dream, Nick. i that's called
1: i called everybody and said hey i can't really come to anything because i'm working mm. but let's do something later in the week i've got presents for you awesome wow. cool. and I, re- I remember the conversation i had with my mom i mentioned it on this podcast about thanksgiving yeah the day of stuff is really important to her mm-hmm. and she made that clear to me so I was like, hey mom, I can't come to hang out with you Christmas day, but if you wanna swing by for like under an hour, yeah. we can see each other on the day of. And she's like, "Um, no, let's just spend time later in the week. I was like, perfect. So it really worked and out.
0: That's that is really amazing, because you went out of your way to make sure that her needs were met yep. and offered that support. And it is up to her if she takes it or not. And yeah, that's, I think that's really amazing. It is
1: important to me to reward my parents when they try to be yes. better. No, so.
0: absolutely. And that's a really great way to say it or to, to, to talk about it. I just saw, I had a missed call from my dad and I'm like working on how to, how to, how to get back to, to that. So yeah.
1: He's like, when, when am I going to see you today? You're like, no, I'm still in Colorado, dad. It's
0: so like, I literally live here. Do you remember? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Probably not. I know. Um, but yeah, I'm, I am really excited about all of those plans, all the things that we have going on. And I, I feel really grateful to be here with my partners. So I'm, um,
1: yeah, I'm really excited about that that's really cool do you have anything yeah. else you want to add to the Christmas special
0: I don't think so I think um, for those that are listening I think I already said it but good luck don't take it too seriously remember yeah. remember your trauma recognize your tri- your triggers and you know do your best to keep yourself safe because it's a hard time of year for sure
1: yeah and when you are triggered by your family members yeah. um, one thing I do is tell myself they literally don't know any better and it's mm. okay And I
0: think
1: I, I, yeah. It's just like, otherwise you're just going to like, why can't they understand it? You're just going to get so frustrated. You're not going to be able to even function. But if you can kind of like let yourself go from it a little bit, just like try to turn it like, it's almost funny how disconnected they are and how their lack of empathy skills is insane. Like it's unfortunate, but we're sorry. Truly.
0: truly. And I think I want to circle back and say, I didn't mean to say like, remember your trauma as in like relive it or like experience it again i meant it i meant i meant it in a way of like remember that if you have you are someone who has experienced trauma that your responses live in trauma and that they're not yeah. who you are and that you are separate from your trauma yes. And i think i i said it because my therapist and i say that to each other remember your trauma and it's <laughs> sometimes for folks that might not be received in the same way that i was yeah to
1: say it, so. <laughs> no no it's fine i liked it um, I did, so before we go into our surprise topic, I kind of wanted to add something like a trigger segment mm. right here. I was really triggered a couple of days ago, so I thought maybe I could talk about it, kind of yeah. explain how I worked through it and maybe sure. like whatever happens. So it was when Kayla and I were driving home with the mattress. Mm. Did she tell you anything? Mm-mm. Okay. So we got in like a little bit of a fight. Um, mm. we, we've worked it out since like everything's fine. Um, but I was super triggered because she started, and I'm gonna say she started making me feel this way. She's not responsible for my feelings at all. It's just the stuff she was saying was having a response in me. So without going into details of like what was said, I just started to feel like I wasn't being a good partner. I didn't Mm. do what she wanted to do. I felt like Mm. she was yelling at me for no reason something. So I started going back and being triggered to how it was in my household when my mom would yell at me for no reason. Like, if I, I felt like I was being yelled at for no reason because she was taking anger out on me that she wanted to put on my dad. So um, little Nick kind of, I like I can hardly remember. I kind of almost blacked out. I had such a gnarly trigger response. So I kind of said, I, I I can't engage with you right now because that's part of my counseling. Like, don't engage with the trigger because I'm going to say something I'm going to regret mm. and I'm going to really hurt her. Like, even though she just triggered me, my trigger is not her responsibility. It's not fair for me to th- mm. throw it back on her. Now as my partner, I can go up to her and say, hey, when you say stuff like this, I get triggered. If you could try not to, that'd be cool. I'm your partner. We're gonna you know, let's be a good team teammate, but it's not her responsibility. It's mine. Mm.
0: Mm. right? Absolutely.
1: Okay, good. Um, so anyways, I got I've been getting a little high when I'm triggered. And it allows me to go inside my own head kind of and deal with my inner child easier than when I'm sober. Sober, I have to take a couple days. But when I'm under the influence, it's easier for me to kind of get through the bullshit mm. and say, hey, little Nick, everything's good, bro. You're yeah. amazing. Let let me and your wife handle this. You're good. Go play something, right? And like literally I could feel the anxiety lower. Like it, mm. it my, for me, my anxiety is when little Nick gets really scared like, oh, I'm not good yeah. enough just yeah. like what he felt as a kid. So yeah. telling him, hey, you're good, go have fun. I got this, I got it. You can go have fun, you're the kid. Mm-hmm. I feel like way more relaxed and then I can come back to Kayla. And she had mentioned, she was like, are you bipolar? Because I was so triggered and then I came down so fast. Mm-hmm. But it was only because I was managing the trigger.
0: Yeah, so interesting. That, that's it. That's awesome. I think that's yeah. really, really great work and it's not something that I can do as easily. So I commend you uh... for that.
1: It's very difficult because I yeah. kind of, I'm like, actually, I want to sit with this and I want to be mad because I sometimes do that. I want to, I want to dwell on this, but it's like, yeah. no, let's, she's your wife. Huh. Let's just work through this. So. Wow. Very
0: cool. Very, very Thank cool. Thank you. Thank You're you. You're
1: welcome. Um, okay. Surprise I think, topic. I was going to say, you?
0: I think, I was going to say, I think it bleeds in perfect to the surprise topic, what you were just saying. So oh, yeah, okay.
1: I have, I have no idea. So, okay. so surprise topic today, attachment styles, go.
0: Thank you. Um, so, surprise topic today: attachment styles. Um, Nick and I were talking about this off air, and I was saying that I read this amazing book um, because I'm trying actively to learn more about my poly relationship. Um, and this amazing book called Polysecure. It's by an author. The last name is Fern F E R N, but I'm not sure what their first name is. Um, and I was like, oh great, this would be a book about like how to feel secure in your polyamorous relationships. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea that it lived in attachment styles. And so, um, for listeners, attachment style is the way that we perceive our intimate, romantic or platonic relationships as adults okay. as, as a result of how we had intimate relationships with our parents or caregivers. Ooh, I love this. Yeah, I know. So bas- so basically, it's uh, there's four different types of attachment styles. There's secure, and if you have a secure attachment style, God bless you. Don't you, <laughs> even, you shouldn't even be listening, honestly. Oh man, like, yeah, you don't need to listen you. to trauma drama. Just tune out um, and teach me how to do it. And then the other three attachment styles are the not secure. So like secure is the goal. Say on the triangle. And then Mm. the rest of the triangle has three points of insecure. Gotcha. And so the first insecure attachment style is dismissive. The second is anxious. Okay. And the third is disorganized. Ooh. (laughs) Yeah. It's fucking gnarly. And so I wanted to bring this as a surprise topic because through reading just the first chapter of like reviewing attachment styles and how it might play into your intimate or romantic or platonic relationships as an adult. I went back and I was like, "Oh, I am I am this style or I think I'm this style, and this is fucking me up." I had yeah. no idea. Like I had no words to explain how this style was like perpetuating itself into my life and then I And all wait, of which sudden... style was that again? So, I didn't say I didn't say yet, but okay. um I feel that I identify as incredibly dismissive. Ooh. So a lot of my attachment style is around like, I could care less if you're around or not. I value independence as the most important thing. I have a hard time having really close relationships, but I have really good like shallow relationships. A
1: lot of really shallow ones.
0: I do, you know what I mean? Like I yeah. don't really, I, I like, I can practice vulnerability, but I don't really get vulnerable you know? Mm. So it's, it's very, very interesting. Um, but a dismissive attachment style is a result of relationships with your caregivers that were absent and that were neglectful and that didn't, weren't around. And so this young child has to figure out how to be on their own, has to, has to feel okay being with or without their parent or caregiver, has to wow. make decisions and do things, you know, independently, um, can't get vulnerable for their own safety, you know, like all yeah. of that makes sense. So fucking interesting. Yeah. Then, that's
1: really good. I want to like, and, I think we should do a, this should be a main topic. A I think it should, there's a lot of stuff.
0: There's a lot of stuff and I'll just say two more about the last two styles and then yeah, yeah. I'll let you know about what my therapist said <laughs> to me the other day. Um, and then the last, or the second style is anxious. And so an anxious adult, an anxious attachment style in an adult is a result of a child who had inconsistent and conditional parents or caregivers.
1: It's gotta be me.
0: <laughs> Just right. wait, for the, wait for the last one, though. Wait okay. for the last one, Nick. Uh, okay, <laughs> okay, okay. I think you're <laughs> the last one. <laughs> um And so anxious attachment styles... Um, they kind of over control. They do what they can to like insert themselves in their partners every day to feel that they're constantly being a part of their lives because their parents were inconsistent and only loved them or showed them love as a result of an action or whatever. That
1: sounds like me, bro.
0: Okay. The last one.
1: Okay.
0: (laughs) The last one is disorganized. And disorganized is a perfect storm of the two.
1: Oh, all right. Well, that's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. Yeah, so, yeah.
0: So disorganized is a mix of anxious and dismissive.
1: Okay. Okay. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> so,
0: and I think it's really interesting because, like, I could pinpoint what I think, like, and this is me projecting onto, you know, I don't want to project onto your and your wife's relationship, but Kayla being my best friend, uh-huh. I, I know that she's probably anxious, and because she had inconsistent parents yeah. and has really like, you know, inconsistent sorts of expectations of, of, uh, intimate or like platonic relationships and, you know, you being disorganized or me, me thinking and like labeling you yeah. disorganized. It's just something interesting to talk about. But I, with my partners, one of my partners is anxious. One of my partners is disorganized and I am dismissive.
1: Damn. You guys are the fucking, the Holy Trinity.
0: I, I know. Oh, it's like really quite fucked up. And so It's, just, it's I funny because sometimes
1: you could think like you're okay, let me put out this fire over here. Oh shit, yeah. there's another one start. Oh fuck, now the other one's back. It's like, oh
0: shit. And then all I want to do is put my hands up. Like
1: Yeah. I'm out. Yeah.
0: Um and so I talked to my therapist about it on Wednesday and I was saying, like, yeah, I just I read this book, I read this first chapter, and I don't know how I feel, like it's leaving me really open and I don't like that I am this dismissive person, but I know that I am. And Mm -hmm. she was like, yeah, you are. And, like, often this dismissive person is seen as the asshole. Like, you are seen and Like, how many times, Nick, have you seen me break up with a partner and just...
1: Yeah, every time.
0: I, I can walk away and feel nothing. And I can right. So I was drop thinking, this is, mic and just be like, I'm done. Is
1: do we have tendencies of sociopaths, the ability to turn off empathy?
0: Well, it doesn't. It doesn't. Or does it have
1: nothing to do with empathy.
0: To me, it doesn't have anything to do with empathy. But I'd be interested to read the rest of the book to find out. Yeah. Um, but for me, this sort of like attachment style is just how I, I act in intimate platonic romantic relationship. What does platonic
1: mean? I don't know.
0: Platonic is a friendship. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Platonic is like an intimate relationship without any like sexual or like romantic attraction. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, um, like I, it doesn't mean that I don't feel sad for that other human. It doesn't mean that I don't feel like, you know, sad that, that the relationship is ending. It doesn't mean that I don't feel sad about any of those things, but I, I don't care. Because I decided long ago it was over. I decided long ago that mm-hmm. I wasn't getting my needs met. I decided long ago, you know, X, Y, and Z. So, mm. of course, I will, like, cry and feel sad for this other human that I'm ending a relationship with because I don't want to hurt them and I feel sad that they are hurting. But I, I...
1: – Okay. So you still – you actually still have empathy while you're doing it.
0: Yes. Yes. Okay. Because mm-hmm. I was
1: trying to relate and I can – I do have the ability to turn off empathy, mm. which is totally different than what you're talking about. Right. So I have been analyzing my own ability mm. to have sociopathic tendencies yeah. because watching Criminal Minds, all these motherfuckers come from in- immense childhood trauma. Yeah. So I've just been like noticing patterns and then uh-huh. also like doing more research. A lot of those guys are, are can also be really successful like adults. Yeah. And a lot of really successful business people have sociopathic tendencies. So it's like, oh, they're not all serial killers. Oh, okay. Let me look at this more. So, yeah,
0: Absolutely. Yeah
1: crazy
0: it is really interesting it should and so i think i wanted to bring this in as a surprise topic just to get our listeners thinking about it asking questions about it to get you thinking about it asking questions about it and then i think it can definitely be a main a main topic yeah no i I really like that that's good and i want to know more about like am i right that your style is disorganized am i right that this is how we interact you know
1: no i know i'm really i'm curious too i haven't studied any of that stuff Mm -hmm. so that's good
0: But that's it. That's
1: all I got. That's all you got. That's all I got. Cool. That was great. Great show.
0: It was a great show. Love you, Nick. Merry Christmas.
1: Love you, too. Merry Christmas. All right. Follow us at Trauma Drama Podcast on Instagram and TikTok to see show updates, video highlights, and much more. Please DM us for topic suggestions, corrections, worries, concerns, love, and hate. Please follow or subscribe wherever you're listening. We upload episodes uh, once a week. (laughs) That's basically where we're at. So, yeah. Cheers.